When most of us see that big black bird in the sky, we wonder, is it a crow or is it a raven? Come along on today's podcast and learn how to recognize these amazing and intelligent birds. Hi, and welcome to the FBCC Nature Journal, the podcast for everyone who loves nature. We are coming to you from the beautiful campus of Flathead Valley Community College at the foot of the Swan Mountain Range of Northwest Montana, and it's finally greening up. It's all green around here. I'm John Fraley, longtime instructor in wildlife conservation here at the college, and I also served 40 years with Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks. Our producer is Colin Burkhart, and thanks to Morgan Ray, the library director, for offering the library as our podcast home. Well, have you ever looked up in the sky and seen that big black bird flying or soaring and wonder, is that a crow or is that a raven? How about you, Colin? Have you ever wondered? I've, I've wondered that all the time. <laughs> I, I see, I've seen a fair few of them around town and even yeah. out in uh, the areas outside of town. You go out to Foley's Lake, I've seen a few of them hang around yeah, in that Yeah, definitely, area. yep. And, you know, the thing about it is, is they're very generalist in terms of their habitat. They can be anywhere. And so we all see them. And I don't think there's anybody out there that hasn't seen a, that bird and wonder, is that a raven or is that a crow? <laughs> And so most of us have, have asked that question. Today's show, we'll learn about the life history of these two very intelligent birds, because they are very intelligent, and we'll learn how to distinguish them from one another. And we're also going to learn something about their folklore that they have associated with them. For example, did you know, Colin, that in Celtic mythology, the warrior goddess known as Morricon often appears in the form of a crow or a raven? No. Well, see, it, you don't know, but you may have seen the crow or the raven flying over. It might have been Morricon. You, know? <laughs> you don't know. So that's just one example. And so some of the other things about ravens, particularly, they're considered highly intelligent. Compared, they compare them to dolphins and chimpanzees and their ability to learn, which is amazing to me. Mm. They can solve problems like they can give a, a human being a token and they know they're going to get food from that. They remember people that treat them poorly. <laughs> and and they, uh, they can remember, plan for future events. They can actually make tools. They'll take a a stick and kind of a twig and curve it on the end so they can get bugs out of a, a little <laughs> hole in the tree. Uh, so they're really uh, very uh, smart that way. They, they, they've seen all this through experiments with captive ravens. So again, they use tools. They can play dead when it suits wow. them well. And they can, believe it or not, put little rocks in front of people. If they think people are getting too close to them, they'll try to make an obstacle for people not to <laughs> approach them. So I don't know if how effective that'll be, but that's how smart they are. Huh, so, so they must be some of the smartest birds out there then. They are, some of, they are some of the smartest animals on the planet. For example, they can talk better than parrots. <laughs> and they can be trained to repeat certain words. There's lots of it on YouTube if you look. And, and it's amazing what they can sound like. So, Is that a feature of mainly just ravens or can crows replicate similar? That's a good question. I think so, but the one experiments I saw were with ravens. Now, some of the physical differences, and you know, this is fine and everything, but when you're up in the air, you can't tell. If you don't see them together, you can't tell which one's bigger or littler, you know. But ravens are twice the size of crows, and they have a wingspan up to four feet wide, yeah. which is, uh, that's quite a wingspan, and crows are about half of that. They have much larger and heavier bills, and when you look at the pictures, it's really easy to tell, but it's, you, you can never seem to get that close to a raven or a crow, and unless you see them right together, because the... If you look at the raven up close, it has a much larger bill, much heavier. And then how about the, what do you think about the neck of a raven versus a crow? It's the feathers. A, it's a lot more scraggly. they got a lot more yeah. going on, a lot more thick feather uh, plumage. Is that the word? Yeah. yeah. That's exactly right. They, they have that shaggy look to them because 
in their in their throat area. But when they're flying, you usually don't see that. That's mm -hmm. good. That's very obser uh, good observation that you've seen that before. So when you're looking at perched birds, the most helpful attribute is that throat. They have elongated throat feathers called hackles, which they can articulate for a variety of behavioral displays. So in other words, they can puff them up, they can splat them down. Uh, crows, meanwhile, have smooth, almost hair-like throat feathers of typical, more typical of other birds. So you, if you can see that, you know, you, you're looking pretty, pretty uh, positive on the identification of a raven. So ravens can also articulate some of their other facial features in ways crows can't. During threat displays, for example, ravens will fluff out both the throat hackles and their ear tufts and look, try to look, you know, mean and dangerous <laughs> <laughs> to other ravens and to crows. Their tail feathers are really the way to tell them apart. And when they're flying or soaring, they really show up. So think of the raven being a wedge-shaped, where the, uh, it almost looks like a, kind of a wedge or an axe-shaped when you mm. see them from below. Whereas the crow's feathers are straight across uh, on the a fan of their tail. They have more of a fan shaped. And let's, you know, yeah. take a look at take a look at that oh, uh, this diagram. Which you you know you can go online and look at the diagram. And the, the oh, crow with this fan shape, and then the raven has mm -hmm. a very distinct, like almost a looks almost. like a diamond. More that's that's more descriptive than wedge, in my opinion. Yeah, very good, like a diamond shape. Mm -hmm. So study that, and you'll see it. And and they're and they're much larger. But if you see them singly, it's really hard to tell how big they are. Yeah. Once again, it'd be very hard to see unless they were all spread out while they were flying or something. It'd be very hard to catch that. And so. they do that a lot. If you look up, you'll see it. If you really concentrate on that, you will see that wedge shape. I've uh, noticed that's probably the best way of telling them apart mm -hmm. because they're, you know, the only time you'll see them together is when the crows, believe it or not, are harassing the ravens. <laughs> and the raven, will to, to kind of get rid of the crow, it'll do this dive bomb and spin too. The crows don't do that. So if you see that dive bomb that's kind of spin or upside down flying, that's a raven also. And they just don't want crows bugging them. You know, I don't know <laughs> if they're really afraid of them, but they just don't want them bugging them, I guess. So that tail is really a way to go. And as you said, the, the raven has that round, kind of a diamond-shaped tail. Hmm. So as far as calls are concerned, they can best be described with a, with a raven as a deep, hollow croak. And crows, on the other hand, caw, like, caw, 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 like that, like. So, so yeah, let's, I, I guess it's a misconception that people think that they both do the caw sound, but I guess yeah. that is just crows. I don't think ravens can. Now, ravens can mimic hello and stuff, so I'm sure <laughs> they could mimic a crow if they wanted to. And maybe they do. I don't know. So let's listen. A raven sounds like this. And a crow sounds like this. Now, with respect to habitat, both birds are considered generalists. That's why we see them so often. You know, as you and I were talking before the show, the, the ravens will often be more in a backcountry situation mm -hmm. and in the open forest, whereas the crows will be closer to civilization. But they can both be either way. Yeah. And as far as migration, the crows will do some migrating in certain areas of the country. But the ravens pretty much stay where they are. Like in the wintertime, the ravens will still be up high, probably looking for carrying or whatever they could find up there. My. So... They're, the, the crows then are called a partially migratory species because some of the populations migrate where others, others don't. So we're, they're around. You know, we see them in the winter. They're, they're, mm. they're around. Mostly those are the ravens. As far as breeding is concerned, ravens are not considered cooperative breeders, whereas crows are considered cooperative breeders. So there's groups of in, involved in uh, breeding, whereas in the, the ravens, it's pretty much just a pair of ravens. Mm. Now, what do you think they eat mostly? Oh, probably bugs and maybe certain types of 
small plants or something, berries maybe, I don't know. Yeah, all those things. And particularly in invertebrates, they, they both consume a host of different invertebrates. The crows consume a larger portion of, of invertebrates and garbage relative to ravens because <laughs> oh, no. they're in more civilized areas. Yeah. Um, but ravens, if you look at stomach contents of ravens, it's, it's a lot of it is mammals because they, they kill small uh, mm. rodents. And they especially they hunt for carrion. And they can find that carrion because they can soar. When you see a raven soaring, that's a raven. Crows fly, ravens soar. Mm-hmm. And those ravens are adapted to soaring because they can go way up high and soar and just look for gut piles or carrion or whatever. Mm-hmm. See the signs of that, maybe smaller birds concentrated around an area, they know there's a carcass there. So they do a lot of soaring to find those that carrion. And so if you see a raven up in the mountains, a, a, blackbird, a big blackbird up in the mountains, it's almost cer- certainly a raven, and especially if it's hunting season because they're all they've all learned to do that you know how smart they are right uh, so because ravens consume a lot more carrion which is unpredictable it's unpredictable when it'll be available they spend a lot of time doing that soaring that we talking about and if you see a big black bird soaring for more than just a few seconds a few wind bang it's, it's a raven crows fly ravens soar so that's that's one and then as we mentioned they're also unique in that they barrel roll to advertise their territory or to just get rid of the the crows. And so if you see a barrel rolling bird, it's probably the raven also. Uh, crows do a lot more just what we would consider conventional flying. So in different interactions between the two, they're usually antagonistic. And believe it or not, which one do you think is the primary aggressor? I suppose it would be the crows then because mm-hmm. they're, uh, they have the, uh, the desire to pick on them. They've got the little guy syndrome. Yeah, I was just going to say that. You and I think alike. <laughs> I think that's what it is. And the, the raves are just going, oh, come on, leave me alone. You know, I'll barrel roll here and I'll leave. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they'll, and the ravens, though, will depredate crow nests, get the eggs and young if given the chance. So, so do you think you can just go out and shoot a raven or a crow? Mm, probably not. I don't nope. know. Nope. They're protected by the Migratory Bird Act of 1918, which pretty much protects all different songbirds and passerine birds. Hmm. And so they're protected under that Migratory Bird Act, and that means you can't kill, possess, sell, purchase, barter, transport, or export those birds, their parts, eggs, and nests, except under the terms of a valid permit. So you're pretty much out of luck. You're not going to hurt these birds. So you're gonna, you need to have a, a permit to own a, a raven or a crow? Yeah, and I don't if you know if to they... tame one or try yeah. to have them. I, don't, I mean, like we saw in the, in the video where they, she had a trained one that could talk. Right, yeah. It's, it's, I don't know what the rules are. It varies by state to state and country to country, but pretty much they're just plain protected. And one of the ways, reasons is because in some states you can hunt crows. Hmm. So there's a way you can get a permit to do that. And so that, that's popular, believe it or not, in some states. Is that a thing in Montana? Uh, no, you can't. Not that I know of, yeah. So seeing just a single crow is considered, here's some folklore, an omen of bad luck. So if you go out and see a single crow, close your eyes. Don't look at it. <laughs> Finding two crows means good luck. So, <laughs> uh, and then three crows. Yeah, right. <laughs> three crows mean health and four crows mean wealth. Yet spotting five crows means sickness and witnessing six crows, what do you think that means? <laughs> Death. Yeah. <laughs> so if you see multiple crows in the sky, close your Is eyes. Is that why they call it a murder of crows? A murder of crows, yeah. <laughs> so the Koyukon Indians of Alaska, Richard Nelson spent a year with them, and they believe that Raven is wise and that actually Raven created the world. Hmm. And Raven was wearing a marten skin hat when he created the world. Now, he must have created the marten skin hat too. <laughs> but at any rate, they, he's a, they're a deity there. So that's very interesting. And so the next time you see a big black bird flying or soaring, put your new knowledge to the test and confidently identify it. 
And while you're at it, pass along some folklore about these great birds. Your friends will be impressed. That's all the time we have for this episode of the FVCC Nature Journal. Thanks for joining us. I'm John Fraley, and I'll see you next time. 